The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab number 87 for January 12th, 2007. <laughs> nope. Again, no music. No. We, uh, Just the hotel room and the, uh, really, since we've got the, the, the lovely ambient sounds of the hotel room, we figured the music would, would, be, would really come, it would be second rate. Yeah, we goofed around with the mic settings on this nice blue mic here, and uh, yeah, none of them sound as good as we sound back at home base. But uh, no, well, this is the hey. blue snowball, which is a condenser, and we're both you know a foot or so away, and and at home, you know, we're all snugged up to the PR forty. Yeah, the but the good news is that PR we um, you know we care enough about our listeners to do another podcast to tell we do. you what yeah. the heck we thought about. So first, you know, show closed early today. Yep, and boy, we're all tuckered out. You guys think this is fun? Well, it is fun. It's great yeah. fun, but it is exhausting. Maybe between covering the show and going to parties and uh, you know hanging out with friends and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a great show. So um, I guess first thing, Dave. So you know we're gonna you know do some uh, you know what we thought about the show here, and then I think we're both gonna go over uh, a couple of things that we uh, trends and products and other things that we thought were uh, pretty notable. Um, I would say my reaction as far as you know the vibe and especially the traffic now the uh, the metric that i apply to traffic to to say whether a show is you know successful or not is the number of times i wish i had a bulldozer to push all the people out of the way when i'm trying to get somewhere quickly and there are just masses of people who don't realize that they should get out of my way no i'm just kidding no but it, it, um, it's but true. it was it yeah. was it was very packed i mean there were plenty of booths with just people i i think the one I'm going to jump to the product a bit. I think the one that had the most people and the most attention were the uh, OWC folks uh, that they were showing the tablet. That had yep. nonstop, every time I went by there, just Ab- nonstop crowds just drooling over that. Absolutely. Thing. That's the, what they call the, the mod book, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's cool. I mean, they've, they've taken a, a Mac book, I guess, right? Yes. And, and laid a screen on the thing, and mm-hmm. it's a tablet. Uh, it's a touchscreen, obviously. Uh, there is no keyboard. You could plug a USB one in, but it uses what Inkwell and, and Inkwell. Um, away it you goes. Know, you can uh, you know get a few other things there, and yeah. you know a lot of people we talked to, like actually after we judged the uh, the Mac Brainiac challenge, someone mm-hmm. one of our listeners came up. Yeah. Um, hi, listener. I, I forgot her name. My apologies. But um, Midge. Yeah, but Midge was saying you know that uh, I guess she has a, a, a kid who uh, you know does do this sort of thing and and a lot of people and actually uh, just talking to various people uh, I guess one of the verticals where this is uh, something that that can be very useful is medical yeah or typically you know like like you I guess like you see in the tv shows there they are always or a lot of times carrying around a clipboard yep um well I notice when I go to the doctor now um they the the you know whoever brings me into the room the, the nurse or whatever brings in a laptop and mm-hmm. and it has a keyboard, but most of the time they're just touching on the screen. It's like a it must be you know one of those combo tablets sort mm-hmm. of things. And uh, so you know, I, I would guess there's a market for this. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. You know, so like, I asked that question at the uh, you know the event that they had on Tuesday. Yeah. We have an article up on our you know. Be sure to click on our uh, the link on our page. That's you know the uh, the Macworld 2007 coverage. We've uh, you know handily cataloged all of the articles that we wrote. Yep. And they're all on that one page. So um, you know if you. Uh, you know, happen to miss a day um, during the show, you can go to that page and you can see every article that uh, all of the staff members wrote, as well as some very nice picture galleries, I would say, including the one of the uh, uh, from the Cirque du Mac party. That was and, fun. Uh, and all the and the Mac All Star Band. Yeah, that was fun. It was that was 
Was including nice Dave, moments. and it was nice also moments. great to meet um, some of the other listeners um, before the mm-hmm. place got. Uh, I got to meet John McLaughlin. Uh-huh. So that that's one more member of the Mahavishnu Orchestra that I've, oh, I've met. Kind and of, but it's not was not there? the same John. And McLaughlin, a very notable Apple person was there. That's right. Yeah, Bud. I got to jam with Bud Tribble. I, I left before that, but dude. you told me he got on keyboards. Yeah, but, uh, dude. I didn't know what he looked like, but yeah, Bud he, Tribble is like one of the founding. He was he was the right the manager. Of the original Mac design team, wasn't he? Pretty sure. Uh, the yeah. name just yeah resonates as someone. Who and was he was. One of the if, early if you're, I, I'm guessing you're probably not a listener, but but he he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. So a, a, a true gentleman. Uh, <coughs> Almost like to the, have the, dinner with him beforehand, and then and then obviously oh, the great. gig. So Almost really, like the really anti-Steve. Nice I don't know. I, I've never Sorry. met. I've never met Stephen on, on that level, so I, I, I wouldn't say that. I don't no. know. I, my so, guess is Steve is quite a personable guy too. Yes. Uh, when he when he turns on the charm. Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. So when we meet Steve, we'll yep. um, you know we'll we'll give you an update on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So you know I um I took some time yesterday and today and and sort of perused the show floor and uh and, and saw a couple of things. The mod book was was certainly one of them. Did you get to the Belkin booth, John? No, I I, I did. I saw it. And I it was, it was love. A... Oh. You know, we do this show, and uh, <laughs> and somebody always calls. That's Adam Christensen, actually, from the uh, from the MacCast call, and we're gonna have to let that thank let you that go. Yeah, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get back to Adam after the show here. Uh, so that was uh, so at the Belkin booth. They. The, it was it was it was one of the coolest booths I've ever seen because what they did was they they grokked this whole concept of we don't just need to show you what our products do but we need to show you how they're going to work when you have them and to do that they had like the Belkin home and they had four different rooms in their booth they had a bedroom they had an office they had a music room and they had a garage and in the garage was a little car and so you saw how all this stuff would be implemented. And, and in the bedroom, there was like a bed and a TV, and it showed you know how you'd have this stuff, and there was an exercise machine. So how you could use their accessories or you know uh, various things with, with your iPod and that sort of thing in, 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 in an environment that you know approximated what you would have at home. In the music room was one of the coolest products I've seen, and, and I know it's not out quite yet, but it's the Belkin Tune Studio where you actually get to use your iPod as the recorder. It's a, it's a tiny little mixer, right? And you get to use your iPod as a, the recording device or the recording destination target uh, for everything that you're pulling into it. And it's it, You plug in instruments or microphones and you can tune stuff up. And it's got the only effect it has on board is a compressor, uh, but it's also got per channel EQ and you can monitor back, and it's like a four-track recorder, but you get to use your iPod as the thing. Really, really cool. So. That's a cool concept. I've, yeah. Uh, I've actually seen something like that for those that are in the uh, New York City area. Yeah. Uh, the shops at Columbus Circle, there's a Samsung store. Mm-hmm. They don't sell product there, and they have uh, exactly what you were describing. They have a lot of their, uh, like the, uh, the big TV that I just got is a Samsung, and part right. of that was driven by that they have many of their models set up there, and they have little mini living rooms. Yep. They have a couch, a comfy couch. Yep. You can sit and you can experience what it would be like if you had one of these in your home and you had, you know, particular uh, particular setup. So that's that that's a excellent concept to really, you know, bring home yeah. the benefits of a product rather than it just sitting there 
and you know a person demonstrating it without putting it in context yeah right yeah exactly it had context that's exactly so um Remember the old Apple adjustable keyboard? I'm trying to look for things that you might not catch on the floor too. Remember that old Apple adjustable keyboard, the uh, the one that you could you could kind of slide back and forth to, to adjust the angle. Yeah, they would have a, a lever on the back, and it would have a, a thing on the back that would, would go up. Would and go down. up and down, adjustable but it, height. But it would also have adjustable angle, like the keys would split, and you could adjust how far out and back they came. Mm. There's a company called Gold Touch that's been making keyboards on the PC side for uh, or for Windows machines for a very long time and now they've got you know Mac drivers um, and they're they're making this gold touch uh, a keyboard and it's just well it's actually more adjustable because it's you you can actually adjust not only the the angle on your desk but also up in terms of how it all how it all works together very very cool so that that's something worth checking out too is the gold touch keyboard that's cool. Yeah, yeah, because that actually, I really didn't like when the Apple keyboards went to the ones that you really can't do anything. You're stuck with yeah, whatever they decided. The incline that they and the yeah. angle that they decide. Yeah. Um, but hey, that opens up a wide market for yeah. parties to right. come up with. Uh, That's right. Clever keyboards. Um, so one thing I saw, um, and this will be a trend with some specific products here, but um, I think due to the fact that you know Apple is coming back their market share I think is increasing mm-hmm. you know I mean their stock is going bananas yep. um, especially this week if anybody has Apple stock you're probably very happy um, more vendors than ever are bringing um, hardware typically hardware that is you know using a standard interface which I think a lot of people these days you know USB is probably a good choice yeah but deciding you know now is the time for us to write our software to control our hardware and I saw a number of um, items on the floor where they made this decision. Uh, some of these reported on, some we didn't, but, but a few that caught my eye. One I saw in my last uh, round today on the floor is a, uh, a card printer, a plastic card printer. Yeah. Kind of like the ones where you go and you get your badge. Um, there's a company, I, I don't have a specific company, we uh, maybe can link to it if we do show notes. Um, but anyways, I, I walked up to You'll do show notes their... on the plane, right? On the uh, way home? Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to be sleeping. No, I mean, do should. Yeah, no, I have the vendor stuff. But I saw a okay. vendor that made, uh, you know, uh, either monochrome or color uh, card printers. And, you know, I said, oh, those are, you know, pretty sharp looking. And they're yeah. like, yeah, we finally decided to write some Mac software and drivers go. for these because, um, you know, we think uh, now's the time. Another one, this is something that, that I did a short article on, um, is the uh, uh, Hitachi Maxell Pennant system. Yeah. Which is, uh, and actually that in of itself, I think, is a, is a, a very interesting technology. It uh, basically consists of paper with a special pattern and then a pen that has not only uh, ink stylus in it, so it's like a regular pen. It's a little chunkier than a normal pen, but it also has a little camera. Well, it has actually an infrared transmitter and a camera that picks up on the pattern. And what happens is when you're done writing, uh, this particular pen uses Bluetooth, but you can also use USB, is that it uploads an electronic version of what you've just written physically into uh, software that they call their software notes. Okay. I don't think they'll have a problem with Lotus on that. Yeah, let's hope. Um, <laughs> maybe we can talk about uh, trademark issues in, in a few moments. Actually, we, we talked about that. I, I did a podcast with, with Ricky and Jeff Gamet, Ricky Spiro and Jeff Gamet, the, the, the Apple Weekly Report. Oh, okay. And, uh, and, and we touched on that, that issue with the Cisco lawsuit. So if you want my opinion on that, actually, I'll point you to, the, to their podcast because uh, we actually had a fun time with it. So Okay. But these yeah. guys, too... Um, you know, they, they've had a PC system for a while, and they decided, you know, now's our, now may be a good time to dip our toe in the water and see if uh, developing software, um, it's not quite as full features as what's on the PC side. Yeah. 
Uh, and the last thing I saw that was kind of neat, it was, uh, I believe it was Newsoft, uh, made a uh, wireless projector adapter. So it's basically a little uh, wireless access point that plugs into a projector, and then you install software on your Mac, and uh, it, it can't do full motion. I think they claim it's about 15 frames per second, so you're okay. not going to be doing full full motion video, but for doing PowerPoint and stuff like that. Um, so if you happen to be in an environment where you just can't get a cable to your computer, yep. as long as you can do Wi-Fi, um, you install the software and you, you talk to their device, and there you go. You can do um, wireless uh, projection of uh, what's on your computer to uh, to the projector. There you go. So, so I think it's a good trend, and I think we're we're gonna we're gonna see it. And I think you know having the Intel chipset, I think, uh, makes that easier too. Absolutely. All right. So uh, I want to take a, a break from this here to talk about our, our sponsor quick. I, I actually love it when we have a sponsor that has a product that that I use and love. And you've heard me talk about Yojimbo before, and Bare Bones has has now uh, sponsored the podcast um, and asked us to talk about Yojimbo. Yojimbo is an information organizer, but really it, it's kind of the place where you put everything else, right? You've got your calendar for your, obviously for your to-dos and that sort of thing and your, and your date book, and you've got your address book for your contacts, but there's all the other stuff that you need to manage, and Yojimbo is it. They, they say it's your digital junk drawer, right? All that stuff that you pile onto your desktop, the text files worth of data, the little snippets, the stickies, you know, they're all in different places. With Yojimbo, you can put them all into the same place. The cool thing is you can tag it now in the new version of Yojimbo. You can tag this stuff so you're not just limited to one category per item. You can add tags and then of course you can create smart folders or smart groups uh, within or collections, I guess. Sorry, smart collections within Yojimbo to sort or identify things by these tags. The new version 1.4, which just came out this week, adds AppleScript support. And it, it, I sat down with Rich Siegel. This AppleScript support rocks. Uh, it, you get all the way into your data with it. So you can, if there's something Yojimbo doesn't do, AppleScript will let you do it with it. So that's Yojimbo, available, of course, from barebones.com. And... Uh, that's uh, that's Yojimbo. Now, back to this, John. I'll talk about something I saw on the show floor that was one of my favorite things from the expo here. Mm-hmm. But it was actually something... On the plane ride over, I was able to watch TV shows from home. And uh, I'm not talking about TV shows that I bought on the iTunes store. And I'm not talking about stuff that I downloaded via you know, nefarious means. <laughs> I'm talking about TV shows from my TiVo. And that's Roxio's TiVo to go. Uh, and, it, and it is. It's, it's a partnership between Roxio and TiVo. They, uh, they finally released Toast version 8, and it has TiVo to go support in it. Nice. And it works great. It, you, you, you can browse your TiVo. You can suck everything down. It, it is my favorite thing from the show even though I, I had a little advanced look at it, so uh, I just couldn't tell the guy next to me how I got this stuff on my iPod. <laughs> but uh, it was, you know, I had the release version of the software. It wasn't a beta version or anything. It worked fine. I do want to say, though, it's a little quirky in that you browse the stuff with one app and you download it with one app, and then you can watch the stuff on your Mac, no problem. If you want to convert it for your iPod, you have to tell 
the TiVo software to burn it and then that opens it up in toast and then once you're in toast you highlight it again and choose export to iPod at which point it converts it down to whatever format that is hmm. uh, you know and you can choose you can choose H.264 or MPEG hmm. or MPEG4 <clears throat> and then it dumps it into iTunes there is a, p- a free piece of software called Devo D- TiVo Decoder and I think it's TiVo Decoder Manager is the uh, the GUI software it does exactly the same thing, except you can't do H.264, but you can do 640 by 480, and the TiVo and the TiVo desktop through Roxio won't let you do that. The cool thing about the TiVo desktop manager, which is totally free software, um, is it's all in one. It decodes as it downloads from your TiVo. Hmm. Yeah, which is cool, and they're both uh, universal. You know, uh, obviously, Toast 8 is supported by TiVo. The TiVo decoder manager. Uh, obviously not supported by TiVo. Unknown whether it you know right. will cause any problems or violate any of your. Uh, you are using your MAC address from your TiVo, your MAK, your media, not your MAC address, your media access key, your MAC. Uh, so, uh, you know, presumably that still falls into the TiVo guidelines, but who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, but Toast Eight yeah. will do it. And of course, if you want to burn DVDs from from your TiVo shows, like for us, we'll use this to burn DVDs of the shows that the kids like, so that we can they can watch them in the car. It's awesome. Very nice. Awesome. And we still think that TiVo to go support for the Series 3 is coming. Yes, because that was one thing I was going to say. And actually, uh, our very own uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Gamet, uh, I believe, did a, yep. a, a summary. Yep. Well, I was very excited because I saw the title of the article. You know, oh, tools to get video off your TiVo. And I'm like, oh, finally, somebody's done something so yeah. I can take the content off my Series 3. But so far, I think it's great. Except that, you know, the Series 2, which, you know, I went from the Series 1 to the Series 3. From what I understand, the Series 2, if you go to it with a web browser, yeah. you get an interface that yeah. will allow you to see what's on there and, you and can, do some things. You can, actually, you can actually download from that interface in okay. the web browser. But what you download is a .tivo file, which is unplayable by anything except this, uh, that Roxio's Toast 8. Right, and these other utilities, I think, will, because uh, I think they have some DRM or something. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird DRM, and TiVo Decoder will deal with that. Yeah, yeah. When, when I did get the Series 3, one of the first things I did was do a port scan on it to see what services were available. It's pretty close. And I found yeah. Port 80, and I'm like, oh boy, hit a web browser, and it said, congratulations, your TiVo's working. Right. That's it, you, right. ju- you just get a static page with, uh, with no information. Well, that's great. So yeah, I'm still hoping that they're you know going to come to some I, sort of agreement on the Series 3. I, yeah, it... it the, the the folks at the at the Roxio booth seem very confident. I I I'm gonna hold judgment back. I Cable Labs, it's Cable Labs, right? That's holding this. This up. is the yeah, not and it's not a lab so much as it's an industry group, as far as I can tell. Because when well, you Cable Labs it, is the name of the industry group, uh, right? Well, right. what I'm saying is that you know Cable Labs, it's not like you know a bunch of it's scientists. A, it's a misnomer. In, in yes. quotes, you know, <laughs> saying you know is this techni- you know does this meet technical specifications? Right. right. It's a Group that works for the interests of the cable companies, companies and the carriers, not yeah. necessarily the consumer. They are not necessarily for the <laughs> consumer. No, and that's the problem. So, Cable Labs has yet to certify. They have certified the Series Three TiVo, of course, but they have yet to certify it for uh, for the TiVo to go functionality. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, another thing I saw here. Um, that I think is is another interesting trend. Well, well, one thing I saw in addition to the uh, the, the folks supporting hardware on the Mac, I did miss one. Uh, Garmin, who uh, J A R M I N, who makes uh, 
uh, little GPS, GPS devices. Yeah. They have a couple of devices uh, that people use for uh, who are into you know doing healthy things like walking and biking and all that. Right. Uh, I believe they have GPS in addition to. Uh, I'm not sure which mo- if all the models have this, but they will have um, uh, a heart rate monitor and stuff like that. Yeah. But the software that they make that will talk to the devices on the PC at this show. Now they made an announcement a while ago saying we intend to support things on the Mac at this show. They were showing that piece of software uh, running on the Mac, but so, that's it, right? They didn't have any software for interfacing with like the the automotive GPS units or anything. Not like that, that I saw, but, okay. but there was a release. You know, I think it was last year saying we had the intention right. eventually right. to have full support for right. for uh, OS ten. Cool. Um, now I did see. Oh my goodness, you're just Mr. Popularity it's all right. here. Sorry. <laughs> um, something called Geophoto. <clears throat> and, and I think this is something that, that may be leading to a trend, which I think is interesting. So Geophoto um, is a piece of software that will let you um, either take your photos and apply location information to them, and then you can scan them. But the other thing that I've been learning okay. is that okay. there are cameras now. I think Ricoh is one of the companies and some others that have cameras, digital cameras, with a GPS device oh, in it, man. and so they add the location information to the, uh, I think it's the EXIF tags yeah. for the picture. Yeah. So what I'm seeing down the road, now I think this is similar, but not quite like Memory Miner, which we saw last year. Yeah. It was a really yeah. neat photo yeah. uh, management application. But what I can see eventually is you're going to get into a world where you take a picture it has the time and date, of course, now, duh, that's already pretty easy. Right. Um, you're going to get location um, the only other thing that things like Memory Miner would do is that you would have to manually tag who is in the photo. Right. I can imagine, and I think I've heard rumblings of this happening, is how about doing some face recognition? Right. So wouldn't it be cool to say, I would like photos of my trip to Macworld during this time right. with only pictures of me and Dave. And the software would say, okay, you got it. I would just see that as like the coolest thing to build. That'd be great. You know, memorabilia, albums, yeah, stuff absolutely. that's really customizable, and I, I think could be a really a yeah. really cool lifestyle thing. So I think we're going to be seeing more activity um, in that arena. But that cool. that was something that uh, that caught my eye. You know, I did see one last thing on my list, uh, and you know, I'm not a big gaming guy. I walked into the gaming area today and thought, gosh, you know, I miss playing games. It'll be cool when my kids are you know really into computer games as they get a little bit older and. And they'll have more of them around the house and that kind of thing. Really? Yeah. I want your kids to play games? Yeah, it's good for them to play games. Shouldn't they be, you know, outside running around and stuff? Oh, they do a lot of that. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to turn into, you know, couch potatoes. No, 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 absolutely not. But the the right game could help uh, help explain. So I found Feral had Lego Star Wars. Oh, I've seen seen this. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) It looks so cool. So I'm going to have to get a copy of that for the kids to play at home. Because I think my son will be totally into that. Mm-hmm. He's five, so you know, I think he'll totally grok that. So, mm-hmm. so that's it. That's all I got. Anything else from that's, you? That's pretty much all I got. Yeah. I would say, uh, you know, this the, this show was a definite feel good show. Yeah, there were, yeah, the vibe I mean, was good. The North Hall was open. It was big. Everybody, it. My session right mm-hmm. on Wednesday. You know, I had yeah. my Windows on a Windows Mac on session. Mac. So. It's about 10 minutes before I'm supposed to go on, and Paul Kent, the guy, you know, he organizes everything here. He, I'm in the speaker lounge, just sort of chilling out, mm. and uh, 10 minutes before I was going to head down there, and, and he says, uh, come on outside. I'm like, well, I'm not ready yet. And he's like, no, just come outside. So he shows me this big, long line of people, and it's like out 
you know, waiting at the door of the session all the way out down the stairs where we used to have to wait for the keynote, like wrapped around out there. And I'm like, what's the, he's like, this is the line for your session. And he told me, he's like, the sessions have been attended like this all day. This is for the users conference on Wednesday. And, and then I walk back in and they say, okay, yeah, listen, we've had this problem with other sessions and we're having it with yours too. Uh, there's about, we figure there's about 500 people in line for your session. The room only holds about three. So if you don't mind and you have time, would you, uh, would you run the session? You know, we'll fill the room with people to capacity. We'll run the session and then we'll empty the room and then, you know, fill it and then have you run yeah. it again. <laughs> so I did. So I did the session twice and it, and it, I think it went okay. Uh, you know, it was kind of crazy and hectic. And tried to engage the crowd. So if any of you were there and you have any feedback at all, positive or negative, please, please tell me. Uh, it's always good to know how that stuff goes. But uh, but it sure was fun. So uh, hopefully those of you that were there got something out of it. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that resonates with me because um, some of the people at my 9-to-5, uh, yeah. uh, actually I have uh, one, uh, one colleague who actually purchased two machines. He purchased a Dell and a Mac. Right. Because right. he was up for an upgrade. And... Um, <clears throat> He's the type of person that, that, you know, is given the flexibility to do this. Yeah. And he's doing parallels on the Mac. And yeah. uh, last I spoke to him, he was leaning heavily, and I think he has decided he's going to return the Dell because the Mac is both a Windows machine. It, it's at the level now it where is. it is a functional Windows machine. Absolutely. As well as a Mac, and they yeah. can also run side-by-side. Side. Right. They can run side-by-side. Side. And, you know, like I said, I think I said it on the show we did here about it, and, of course, I said it in my sessions the other day. With boot camp, once you've booted into Windows, your Mac is a Windows machine. Mm -hmm. It's there's nothing other than the single button mouse. It, yeah. it that's it. You're, you're a Windows machine. So and then Parallels, of course, makes or VMware or crossover make it even better. So, so I think uh, you know Apple made a great move moving yep. over to Intel because now you kind of have this stealth it way is. for yeah. people to get Macs into an enterprise, but not have it where like virtual PC. It was something that was you know oh, it was piggishly barely. Small. Oh. Barely usable. Yeah. Now it's it's really you know and if you go full screen it's just like having a Windows. It rocks. Machine. Oh yeah. And you have the nice uh, elegant and you know people have commented to me too at the at the workplace. Um, they're saying you know and the design of the hardware is just you know like the the backlit keyboard. Oh yeah. And so things like that which uh, I I'm not aware off the top of my head of anything in the Dell side that that has a backlit keyboard. Right. But um, anyway so. Uh, All right. Great. That, uh, so, so it. Uh, I'm not surprised that you had that much interest in. Uh, yeah, it was a hot topic. It wasn't. You know, I mean, it, it. It certainly wasn't just the fact that I was presenting. It was. It was the topic that attracted all those people, which is awesome. And and the session before me had to run twice, and then the poor guys after me had to run twice, and they started at four fifteen. Mm -hmm. So they were probably there till you know six thirty or whatever running yep. the sessions. Oh. Yep, Gosh. and and to conclude here, I think we got to give a shout out to our homie Paul Kent, who uh, I think did a fantastic job of. Uh, <laughs> he, he sure did. I'm just <laughs> laughing at your comments. Yeah, no, Paul. Yeah, Paul. Obviously. And he's quite the musician, man. He yeah. uh, he played at uh, multiple musical venues. That's right. Uh, yeah, he played with us at the All Stars. But yeah, but he's the uh, the grand poobana, I think, of the uh, of the Mac whole the whole Macworld thing. And yeah. I think uh, a lot of people were very pleased with uh, how things went this year. Yeah, it's one of one of uh, one of my favorite uh, Macworlds. Right. Yeah, me too. Me too. There were some very very nice moments this week. So. Alrighty, so Thank uh, you, so that's it. We're uh, gearing up for our uh, you know wrap up dinner here. Yep, gotta go. Wow, it's. We got only 45 oh gosh, minutes here yeah. already. Okay. 
thanks uh thanks for coming everybody uh we'll try and get this up quick so uh so you have it tonight uh, we do a Monday. I think we are going to. Do I a think Monday we might. Also. We might do a Monday show. We're 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 behind on a lot of your questions, so. Yeah, and we, we have answers. Show. All we right, do. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not correct ones, but. Uh, we do Thanks again show. for all you folks do for us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Anything else, John? Um. No. Really? Not even like one little last lasting piece of advice for. Uh, uh, for our listeners? Really nothing good that I can think of. Not even just one little thing? Oh, you mean not 